Welcome to the Queensland Preview Show. I'm your host, Scooty Pippen, and we've got MJ, the famous Shane Cherlio. Welcome to the show, your show. Famous? Um, nice to see you again, mate. It's a bit better conditions here in Queensland today. I think with um, the coronavirus cases have come out and so has the sunshine. So yeah, looking at the forecast, the looking at the forecast, it's 23, 22. It's freezing. It's miserable down here. Uh, we're in this um, this farm. We're in, we're locked in a working farm of, of Melbourne, but um, yeah, there's a couple of couple of uh, young lasses got themselves into trouble. But um, that's not going to stop racing at Eagle Farm. It's only bomb threats that uh, that get the job done there. Have you uh, have you made your way out to the Magic Means complex? I know you've got a bit of a history of uh, dabbling in the working working the breeding and the the sales sort of uh, environment. It was a beauty. I heard a beauty this week. I think uh, a horse called Vidora got sold for around a million dollars or maybe $1.2 million a year ago. And then all of a sudden is in fold to I'm Invincible. And then the next thing you know, uh, it, it gets knocked down at $2.55 million a year later. So which sparks to me that um, all's not, all's not, uh, I just, it's just, how can a horse go in, rise in, value by 1.3 million in a year in falter i'm invincible staggering yes um so f- the same people that believe in santa and the easter bunny believe in the hammer prices at horse sales um complete yeah i, I don't fucking, where do i start like just because it got knocked out of that, that oh, it doesn't mean that's what it would have sold for it's such it's I don't know. Where do I even start? If you own a horse, right, and you've got it going in a multi, and it's worth two grand in prize money and three grand in your multi, so you've got it going for five grand and it's cost you a thousand dollars or five hundred bucks, you can't go on Betfair and lay it back because of a perceived integrity issue, right? Mm. Um, so you, that, those types of integrity issues happen regularly on in wagering, right? Mm. Talk about integrity in racing and sometimes the, the media cover it. Sometimes they police it. Sometimes it's swept under the rug. In breeding, free-for-all. You can, you can buy a weanling in, I don't know, Perth, bring it over to Queensland, sell it, buy it, sell, sell it through the ring in Queensland under another farm and then buy it back under another company and, you know, triple your money and all that sort of stuff. It goes on every day of the week. Completely mm, does my the, uh, these hammer prices. Yeah, there's an article that was um, in the Sydney Morning Herald. I think the title's called The, the Sale Where Money Changes Pockets Rather Than Hands. Uh, John Shell wrote it in 2009. But he's not working there anymore. No, it's it's. I think the uh, the first sentence is "Welcome to Rawtsville." So if you just search John Shell S C H E W L Magic Minions, John Shell Magic Minions, uh, you'll find the article, and it, uh, it probably tells you everything that you need to know about um, the buying and, and selling game. But um, you were at the wrong end of the game. The only it's funny because the, the wagering end of the game is the hardest. There's no money in owning the things. A little bit of enjoyment here and there if you're lucky. Um, Looks like we're on the wrong end of the game. We should be in the broodmare game by the looks of it. Some of those prices that we're getting thrown around <laughs> this week at Magic Millions are unbelievable. I'm sure there's some genuine vendors and some genuine purchases there as well. Don't get me wrong. But, um, there'd be 
it'd be more wrought than uh, than anything else. But and uh, there's been some uh, some censorship around the videos around Hugh. We won't talk about Hugh. It's probably been done to death. But uh, there's a fair bit going up on up north. A couple of guys have pointed out some videos uh, far north Queensland of of um, some dodgy rides, and then all of a sudden racing Queensland have been chopping them off. Um, where, where do you sit on? You know, if, if there's a murky incident or if there's a fall or if there's a dodgy ride, people have seen it. Why, why, why turn it off? Um, like, I don't know. Like, it, I'm st- are you, like, pressing my buttons here or what, on purpose? Or <laughs> it's, um, I just had a coffee. This, um, the Whiteley ride, he got, I think Whiteley just got two months for the ride on the $1.30 favourite up in Cairns. So... Silent Explorer, something it might have been called from memory. Anyway, he got he got a running and handling charge. So he's been found guilty of giving it a run and cops two months. Rode there yesterday or whatever day of the week he rode there, Tuesday. Um, uh, now, that was blown up on social media and then another another um, website. There's a couple of websites in Queensland that like, don't mind writing about rorts and, and putting the spotlight on what they think is dodgy activity one way or another. Um you know, and I fucking swear that the stewards are reading these, are reading Twitter and reading these websites and think, oh, we better do something about this. Everyone's blown up. Um, mm. it, reactionary, like it was, once upon a time, I'm not sure whether it still happens, but one, I know for a fact um, that um, that there used to be a company that would alert the stewards to this sort of act, to this sort of stuff, like a po- pre-race betting activity, post-race red flag rides, um, mm. and they got really. It looks it looks as if is that the people are just looking at oh, if it drifted on Betfair and got held up, um, that you know it was an obvious rort. But you know, after a little while, I think people sort of cottoned onto that a little bit. And now there's other market moves going on and rides that are you know questionable and. We've touched on this a hundred times. The, the steward's job is to ask the question um, on the day, and I don't know, like, what's going to happen here? Jockey got eight weeks; he's going to appeal. He'd be riding for the next six months. Like, it's just like it does your head in. You see it so often. The best one Saturday night. Now, I wasn't involved in this, but this is an example of stewards and you know <laughs> this sort of stuff going on with riders up here. Oh, geez, you've wound me up. Saturday night, Toowoomba wasn't involved financially in the race. The jockey on Hawk Claire jumped lead and just, like, scrubbed it the whole way. Like, it was three or four in front, never taken a breather, scrubbed the whole way, right? Now, this is no shit. This is not a word of a lie. The stewards report. Jockey Minnette Kennedy decided that this horse was one-paced and it was always her intention to go out there and make sure it was a truly run race because the horse is one very one paced and it was her decision to go out there and ride it the way she did. Not following, not following instructions of train or anything like that. They didn't give her a running and handling charge. They directed her back to the apprentice school. Now you've got a three kilo kid that has made a decision off their own bat that this horse is a one batter. So I'm just going to scrub it the whole way. Now, this horse was 260-ish into $1.85, $1.90, heavily backed and um, like that, like fucking... 
you want to get paid as a professional in a sport like this, you've got to like at least be somewhat of a professional when you go out there. Like, honestly, the the immunity to criticism and that sort of shit just does my brain in. Like, I understand the you know the issues of of you know of the, and the danger of the sport. I understand all that, but you know they've never had it. They know jockeys and trainers, etc. They've never had it better as far as this is the most prize money they've ever battled for every day. Mm. You know, every day on the calendar is a big prize. You know, there's prize money to be won. So you, you risk reward, whatever. But you know, just doing more heading at the moment. And it just seems through the uh, the media channels um, put on by the racing industry and paid for by the racing industry, they're just yeah, they're immune to critique. So, and so what happens uh, is, is because they're immune to criticism internally and externally, is that they can't they don't improve. Mm. You know, I don't, I, I'm not whinging about this for any other reason than I just want it to be better. I want to be able to go into a meeting with, you know, with jockeys that are, you know, improving all the time and, you know, just get, and giving them every chance because of the scrutiny. Mm. I want jockeys to go out there absolutely fucking petrified to give one a run. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. And some consistency that. around it, 100%. Exactly. Anyway, that's my sermon for the week. Whew, heavy. <laughs> Eagle this is, Farm. This is off the back of a big winning day on Wednesday, too. This, by the way, mm, it was a good recovery. Needed it. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it was um, some interesting um, final pricing there with uh, with your winner yesterday, Fiery Heights, um, especially across the totes. But that's a story for another day. Let's let's talk Eagle Farm. As we said. The, the weather forecast is fine. It's a good four. The rail's out half a metre. Uh, some skinny fields early in the day. Uh, but let's let's look at the features as we generally do. Uh, race seven. Interesting um, market, a horse socialising. People would remember that horse from the Bulldozer live stream if they participated on Little Birdie. And it tops the market, uh, 3.20. Musical Genius, $6. All Shiraz, 9 Woman of Gold, similar quote, nine fifty. Winning Shot, 11 Bubbles Ball, 11 $14 for Caballo Escuro. Amarita, $17. Spring Creek, 21 And better the rest. What, uh, it's a 1,200-metre race. What, uh, what's your line of thinking in this one, Curls? Yes, well, back to Eagle Farm. Um, it's what am I trying to say here? Like I just, I just have no confidence to try and to try and pick it early without having a look at the track. I suppose is what I'm saying. Look, socialising was something beat the other day. I think um, we discussed mm. it. Um, you know, there was no questions or anything like that. It was just held up. Um, Horse inside it and outside it after jumping a length in front, restraining and then and got blocked for a run. I suppose you, one of those one of those tricky ones where how much was it going to win by? Mm. Was it was it going to win if it gets out? You know what I mean? Like um, that that's the question. Um, well, I don't mind that musical genius as a horse. Um, it's it's a horse I've had a bit of success with in the past as well. Obviously, Bailey note of off socialising here just due to injury. Um, uh, had a fall last week and had surgery on his jaw, broken jaw, whatever. Um, so obviously, you know, you've got Maloney taking over here. It's, I don't think there's any knock on that. Um, 
just don't know what to make of the run, you know. Like, like I just don't know what to make of it, to be honest. Like, obviously, it's been it's been winning well. I thought its Ipswich win was was good. It, it looked good to the eye and overcome a bit of difficulty. And then last start, like I'm, I'd say you, I'd say it should have won. Um, I don't think you can be too critical of, you know, what like on a heavy track, you're getting held up, held up, held up. You get out late. It's really hard to pick up and dash on a heavy nine. Where if it was firmer footing. You could expect mm. him to sort of pick up and dash a bit quicker. So certainly can't knock it. I'm not saying it would have definitely won. It's hard to tell is what I'm saying there. Um, obviously, you know, winning shot led that um, led that race that day and then has run, you know, has run okay since, um, you know, running second. Um, yeah, and I sort of touched on that musical genius. That... Um, that run, just quickly looking, I can't remember how many runs back, three back to Tahitian Dancer, Multuja Race, Multuja in the Nudgy. Mm. That was a good effort. And then, um, you know, obviously it was first up on a heavy track the other day. So probably take some improvement out of that. And um, obviously the gate is a potential to be sticky, but it depends how the track's playing by that stage of the day. The, the gate could be irrelevant. So, um, yeah, look, at this stage, I suppose you've, the market's sort of pretty well right socialising on top from musical genius at this stage until we see what other opportunities, just depending on how the track looks. Yeah. I thought um, Amarita was a big price from the Matt Dunyard and his horses seem to go well fresh. Jim Byrne. Yeah. I'll, I've got no stats on me to back it up, but I'm like half reluctant on the Matt Dunn horses coming to Queensland. Um, so at the minute, like this is just my personal opinion and, um, I think Kira Dunn's the best trainer, uh, and I think she's based in the Sydney stable. The Sydney stable is going terrific. Um, yeah. These Northern Rivers horses, I don't know about them Northern Rivers form. I can't catch it. I've, I don't worry about it anymore. It's just like the chocolate wheel. Whoever's turned, whoever gets the spin goes, gets the next chocolate, gets the chocolate. So look, I, I was sort of not necessarily against the, the Dunn horses up in Queensland, but I certainly peg them back a little bit. Um, you know. Just, whatever. Um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Something that I'd put in, um, sort of work on a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, I think it comes out and wins now. I said that for sure. Yeah. I, I, looking at the price, I'd probably, um, even off a wide gate and James Orman, who we talk about far too often, I suppose, but I, I tend to think that um, that was the horse I'd like to be with uh, mm. from a price point of view, but looking at the early prices for sure. Um, but yeah. Both have gone from heavy to a good track, but both look suited. Uh, yeah, I think so. Too, and it? both are proven as well. So, like, I, sometimes a horse can, can run a, run a little bit flat off a heavy start, but they're both three yeah. weeks between runs, so I don't think it's going to be an issue for either. But yeah, I don't. They were the horses that I I was sort I of think working. There's on. one down the weights there, all Shiraz, who I think's a wet tracker, and I've sort of probably underrated a bit. I think I marked it like a hundred to one when it ran second to um, how wonderful life is. I think it was. Mm. Um, a few back now and then, you know, it's, it's, it's been running fine. Um, yeah, I think the horse is going well, but um, yeah, we'll just see. Uh, like, I don't think it can beat these, those two that we mentioned anyway, but the horse is going well. It's probably a horse that's that I've underrated a little bit. Yeah. We'll go to, uh, we'll go to race eight. I know this is, uh, this is a race that you are keen to talk about. It's a 1,400 metre race. Uh, Mr. Bellagio, who's racing in really, really good form, comes out of the Ipswich Eyeliner. 
280 favourite, right or wrong, 650. Smart Edge, $10. Looks a big price for its first start up in Queensland for the Golan Camp. Skate to Paris, uh, missed the start last time. That was a roughie that I'd sort of identified. Persuader, uh, another one that I've been on in the past. It looks like all the uh, all the big roughies that I've tipped once upon a time. Persuader, ten dollars. Epic Grant, eleven. Similar quote for Red Dalton, and fifteen dollars. About the rest of the market, and a horse that uh, that you've tipped up um, and wasn't suited uh, up in grade was Akage at fifty one dollars. Uh, just to jog the memory of some of our loyal mm. followers. What's uh, what's your take on this? The fourteen hundred meter open handicap. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm just bringing up my speed map. Sorry, mate. One sec. Um, yeah, probably similar again. With uh, if I'll start with a cargo. I said like it was one that I wanted to be on, sort of back to Eagle Farm over a little bit further. It's not sure whether this is further enough, far enough, I should say. Um, and it's drawn gate one, and to be sort of back along the fence, probably. Um, yeah, it's a tough one here. Um, a Saab Cat was one that I thought, you know, it's got the potential to sort of roll forward here and take up the speed. Um, you know, it's, uh, when was it? The 22nd of the 5th, Laird, and it went, it's gone pretty quick. It's last couple, um, like lead time-wise, and then before that when it, it won back in April, um, it sort of just got a bit better lead. Didn't go as hard in front and was able to, you know, was was strong through the line. Um, so we we're now 69 days between runs, but it has had, that's off the heavy track run and then it has had a trial since, which I like, um, you know, when they've had that time between runs. So if they've had like 30 days plus, you know, in between a spell and a fresh, like longer than a freshen up, but shorter than a spell, um, you like to see those trials in between. So I thought it trialed up all right um, behind Say Hayer, who was, um, a horse that I did my nuts on last week. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it, I thought it could take the front. It's a bit of a tricky race, um, you know, speed map-wise. I thought Persuade is one that probably could go forward that you've touched on before that, that does have a good enough figure. Um, Mr. Bellagio, like you said, it's favourite. Um, there's a bit of money. It's very, it. very, very short. Yeah, look, there's going to be horses that are – we found one yesterday, right? So those horses that come out of that Ipswich meeting, which made ground against against the bias on the day, like as the day wore on, it was basically, you know, limited amount of horses beat the bias and it was hot rail that day. So there's going to be horses that that were going to be identified off that, I think, that will start shorter for sure. Um, mm. Mr. Bellagio is definitely one of those. Um you can see why it's favourite, but at the same time, you know, there's some other chances in the race. Just with that, a cargo, like it's got some good numbers at, at Eagle Farm. It definitely likes the firm the firm track there. Like it's got a good figure, that, but it's over a bit further. So that's why I was sort of hoping to see this sort of horse, you know, at least up to a mile at this stage of its prep. But staying at the 1,400 here, um, once again, might be a bit too short, but if it sort of gets out to $61, $81 of I think it SP two hundreds last week or last start, so it could SP hundred to one, and, and I'll probably have something on it. Um, Skate to Paris is another one that was a bit of a forgive the other day. It's a pretty even race. Um, once again, you just sort of want to have a look at where they map, um, as opposed to how the track's playing. Um, 
Uh, right or wrong was a horse. We were on a couple of, couple of starts back. Um, then last start at Ipswich was um, a bit of a strange one. Sort of made that mid-race move to get outside the leader and um, it was gone. They're going slow and he took off early and went around them about the 600, I suppose, and got outside the leader by about the 500. Um, so I did a bit of work middle stages and sort of, well, gassed it anyway, basically, is the words I'm looking for. So it's one that could sort of bounce back off that as well. So it's certainly, um, it's you know, it's certainly a hope. But um, tricky race. And I suppose with these races, and we see it a fair bit in Queensland, you'll probably, for those guys that follow the market, uh, yesterday was a great example Um once the market sort of cottoned on to to a certain a track playing a certain way, the like the flux are pretty savage. Um, we mm. saw Fiery Heights completely off the map, um, you know, mid Arva yesterday because it was a front runner and uh, Roman Aureus off the map too because it you know better gate and was always going to be closer to the lead. So rails in run. So um, and you, you'll see that at Eagle Farm as well this week for sure. If um, if there's a bias or a pattern start to appear that a lot of uh, a lot of wagering activity starts taking place so um look i've mentioned a few horses there and it's basically once again it's later in the day so i'm happy to wait and to wait and watch at this stage there's a few people um we tweeted out in one of our channels that you know how would people know if track bias exists before race one i i thought it was um quite strange that people didn't think that People would walk the track and try and establish an opinion pre-race, and, and it's you know it's often well known by insiders, and everyone's looking for patterns, whether it be historical or actually walking the track on the day. Um, and as the day like wears on, um, it, you know the track bias is quite apparent, and as you say, the market sort of adjusts. So, for using Rosehill last Saturday, it was very apparent that the fence was off. And it's very possible that riders from race one suspected uh, that the fence was off. And then as the day wears on, they're just further proven correct. Yeah. And then, and then you get what happened last week, um, not hiding behind the fact that I did my complete ass last Saturday, <laughs> um, yeah. is that you identify that it's hard to make ground. The rain kept coming at, made it even more difficult to make ground. And so we have something on the two leaders in the next two races and they both go out seven lengths quicker than average to the 600 and completely overdo the tempo. So that's, um, I suppose that's got to do with trying to identify the jocks that are on the are on the horses that want to be on speed. Mm. Um, saw a little bit of that yesterday in Brisbane where we had a three kilo claiming apprentice on a, on, on a horse that wants to be leading but was drawn outside another leader. So completely just carved each other up um, and, and dropped out. So, you, you know, it's one thing to identify the, the bias and then another thing to try and be on the right jock because not everyone yeah. believes in bias. No, strangely. So, yeah, anyway, um, this track tomorrow, it's like it's a drawing, it's a, you know, drawing weather conditions in Brisbane. You, know, you wouldn't have anticipated they'll need any irrigation after the rain we've had. So um, we'll just see, we'll just see what it tosses up. But um, throughout the day, there was, there was one horse in race one that was um, pretty ordinary, pretty ordinary tactical, uh, tactically was Igor, Igor uh, in the first. 
sort of got back up on that walking tempo on that leader's track at Ipswich early in the day and sat well back and made good ground from the back. And, um, you know, it's come up about 260. Apache chases joining outside. It probably rolls to the front. It's only five in it. I wouldn't have thought that they'll be falling asleep this time. And it could be one that sort of starts a bit shorter than what it already is. But um, we won't get a look at the track, obviously, being race one. But it was sort of one that come up as well from from the uh, from the review of Ipswich. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was a sort of one from the earlier ones. And then the rest, the rest of the day, I just want to just have a look at the track um, and just see that, um, what unfolds as, as we get along. It's a funny one when you get your black bookers. And I think I had a black book note for Dolly Molly at, uh, at Ipswich today. And it's just brilliant to see a horse just come up at all 30 after sitting in a black book for five months. It's just, there's just yeah. no end to the torture as a punter. Like It's a, it's a black booker and... It's a black booker and off a good trial, and he just sort of sees I could have something at the red odds early here, and, <laughs> odds early, and it comes up a dollar thirty. Mm. It's a slight worry when they um, when they you know the kick off in the provincial circuit as well, but you know some trainers are famous for it, not just in in Queensland, but um, definitely when good trainers send horses for a kill, sometimes in uh, in Melbourne or, or Sydney they might send it to you know Wangaratta or Benalla or. Uh, Newcastle or Kembla, but then they, and then they bob up into the city and they, they win both races, so they win their little yeah. pipe opener and they come back into the city. So it's it's an yeah. interesting pattern. Not every trainer uses that. Some trainers put them to provincials because they're going no good, but yeah, other trainers use it as a platform and a and a step. Yeah, look, I think we'll see that we'll see that Saturday. Um, you know, Tony Golan took that blue zebra, blue zebra to the sunny coast um, a couple of Sundays ago. I think it went around at a dollar four or whatever it went around at. It was short anyway, dollar twenty five. So it comes to town second up uh, in a, into an open handicap race this week. So it'll be interesting to see how they line up. How they, how they improve? Uh, where can the guys catch you at the mailbag for uh, your race to race? And what's uh, what's your schedule look like this weekend? What you got yeah, we're going to jam it into Saturday. We're jamming it into Saturday again. Um, back to the Gold Coast this week. Uh, which is good. Mm, happy hunting ground for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Gold Coast. It's just consistent, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. Um, we had a, we carved out a small win at Toowoomba on Saturday night, which is the first one in three weeks. So, um, monkey I, off the back. Yeah, went back to the drawing board a little bit there and did a bit of soul searching. Um, once again, sort of found a bit of a pattern of the losing bets, which was good. So, we've, uh, we'll, we'll um, made some adjustments there So hopefully we spare some fruit from that Saturday night And then yeah, Eagle Farm uh, Saturday with the sheets and the worksheets And the prices And um, yeah, obviously Back on firm footing this weekend You're a lot more confident in, Confident in wagering, I think the Wet tracks have been mm. uh, have been Fresh hell July's always, yeah, I've found historically July's a tough month for me. And once again, you, know, you sort of get to August, September, and then through the spring carnival, it, um, yeah, more opportunities and better horses. And it's not just the merry-go-round of, of horses up and down in their ratings. It's, uh, you get the good horses back. So yep. it's, uh, it's a positive and, and good to see. Curls, thanks for your time. Sorry for pushing your buttons early. And, uh, All part of the fun. <laughs> we'll chat next week and hopefully uh, it's been a while since you've You've done a, a post, you know, post race Saturday or Sunday with, with the rap tune or the, the fiddle. 
Have a Let's hope you have a feel. Let's hope you have a fill up and you get some of that content back out for the fans. I'll do my best this week for sure. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, mate. Talk soon.